0: Welcome to episode 89 of the Midwest Angler Podcast. I am Scott Sturman, and I am joined by Matt Deitch. Matt, what is happening?
1: Hey, I'm nothing.
0: Nothing. Just, I mean, sitting over here enjoying life. That's right. We're going into the holiday weekend. Uh... The
1: holiday weekend. And which holiday is that, Scott?
0: Hold on, hold on, hold on.
1: Labor Day. Hey, you got it. You got it, man. I, I was just eventually get it.
0: I was actually just getting made fun of uh, a day or two ago by Dan Teaslink and Jeremy Clawson Mm -hmm. that I could not remember it. As I said, you can just rattle off names on the show and you you know, you can do all this stuff, whatever name
1: this bait and that bait. mm -hmm.
0: And, and you can't remember what holiday it is. And then they said, it's the opposite of alphabetical order,
1: man. That's sometimes that's scary though. When people start saying, what's the opposite of what you normally do, then uh, that kind of gets your mind twisted up. Well, I'm normally
0: wrong. So (laughs) I think it probably ends up right. yeah that's all. I, whatever you're thinking scott just do it the other way I, there i am i'm i'm all, i'm you off got it yep, i mean that's right i'm
1: that's the way to start the show off i'm coming i'm turning a new leaf you're, batting, you're <laughs> batting a thousand right yeah. now
0: yeah so i got i got a question for you matt you know we, we always start the the shows with our guests with these random questions but right. uh, today during break time at work uh, I was sitting with my brother and Jeremy K. and Raleigh, and uh, we kind of got to talking about spiders and mice and snakes and everything. So, I, you know, me just coming up with these goofball off-the-wall questions, uh, I kind of looked over at the dumpsters there by the door, uh, our trash dumpsters. If you had to get thrown in a dumpster with 250 spiders, 250 snakes, or 250 mice, and you can't kill them, you uh-huh. can't kill them.
1: I can tell you right off the bat, the first one I'm not no mice. I'm not a mice person. Really? Uh, no, no mice. You would take snakes over mice. I think so. Oh, yep. oh no! Yeah, way. I'm I'm serious, man. I I hate mice. Mice is not your deal, huh? Mice and bats. No, nope. really. I'm out. Well, bats is just a flying mouse. <laughs> That's right. All that exactly. Is. You ever see me running out? Obviously, you're driving by my house and you see me come sprinting out the door. There's probably a mouse, mouse or a in bat there? in there.
0: What if it was a pocket gopher?
1: Oh, I'm, with pocket oh, heck yeah. We used to trap those things and play around with them after we'd catch them and stuff like Keep that. Keep them in so. your pocket? Oh, yeah. Pocket <laughs> gopher.
0: <laughs> pocket gopher. So, what's the difference between a pocket gopher and a mouse?
1: A mouse is a mouse, man. I just, I don't know. It's just, uh uh-uh. uh. Neither of them are going to bite you. I know, but man, I don't know. Nope. I honest to goodness think I might take mice. Really? Yeah.
0: Once uh, I can, I got to be able to see them. I got to be able to see them. And I feel like if I get into a. If I get into a dumpster with a bunch of mice. It might be kind of cuddly. No, 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 no. <laughs> but, like, I feel like mice are actually afraid of you. Like, I could I could huddle up in the corner of this dumpster, and I feel like all the mice would just go to the opposite corner and kind of try to stay away from you. Right. Snakes, snakes are like, they they know that people hate them, and so they're like, oh, they let just, me come over here and bother that is, you.
1: That is true. They don't abide by the laws of nature. They no, just, exactly. They just kind of do their thing. And I don't spiders, know, I don't like ugh. spiders. Are just, I mean, they're just stupid. I just that's such a tough question because man, they're all just bad, real bad. Yeah. I ooh, now you got my skin just crawling thinking about that stuff. Sorry. No, you're good. That, that I, maybe but, maybe but that I got, wasn't uh, the best way to start this show. No, it's all right. We got to face our fears. They say so. You know. Can you believe that this is a fishing
0: podcast and we're talking about snakes and spiders? Hey. And-
1: we go off the rails sometimes. Yeah. That's all
0: right. Off the rails, right off the bat. So, uh, so the other day, I'm on Facebook scrolling through, and I see a post by Brian Latimer. And for those of you that don't know B Lat, uh, he is a um, he's fishing the opens this year. He used to be an FLW angler. He's trying to qualify for the Elite Series. Blah blah blah. Uh, he 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 had a post here. If your boat is holding you back. You don't love it enough to do it, by right. John Cox. Yep. Say, you know, um, how, how, how do you how do you take that?
1: And a lot of people have shared that, reshared right. that, and right. feel that. Um, well, you just if if I guess if you're always making the excuse that oh I'd go fish that or I'd fish in this or something like that, but I don't have the boat to do that. You truly don't love to go out there and fish and chase your dream you know if you're sitting there saying oh man i'd 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 fish in that tournament but you know what my boat i just would not be able to compete with all those guys because you know the boat i have it's kind of like i feel like that's what he means right and
0: and that's that's the way i take it too you know the, the the other way that i think that you could possibly take that is you know if if your boat isn't good enough you don't love it enough to do it like if you if you are, say, like me, running a 16-foot tracker that's, you know, 30 years old or whatever, you know, if, if you really want to fish tournaments, you better get yourself a second job and get that boat, you know, that that is good enough. Mm. And But I, I think what he meant was your way.
1: Right. And either way, I mean, you know, we've talked about that in the past, too, about it. I, as long as it meets the safety regulations of the tournaments and stuff like that, never be afraid just to jump in there and go you never do i mean john cox he's won a lot of tournaments in a 16 17 foot aluminum boat with a 40 horse motor on there right right i mean don't let i mean sometimes we like to let that as an excuse like we talked about in the last episode yeah about people oh i couldn't compete with those guys with all that stuff well how do you know
0: right well and i mean let's get right down to it i mean even last year when me and you were fishing the iowa great lakes bass club we were the only dudes out there without a bass boat i mean right. we had a boat that was slower than than everybody else's right. out yep. there i mean as far as an all-around fishing boat it was a very good all-around fishing boat your what is it an 18 foot one tiller yep Pro yep. Guide. yep yep so i mean for for just a fishing boat it's freaking awesome but you know in a bass situation you know it's a little bit different over on Okaboji. you're not getting into super shallow water and and whatnot but you know we never let that hold us back no and you pertnere won the angler of the year i won a tournament out of the co-angler position and got second and third i think you got a win a second and a third Yep. i mean and and before that you were fishing out of the boat that i currently own right and and i mean you were competitive over there Doing that too, so you know. I mean, I I think that's something that maybe we really got to stress is, you know, show up to these tournaments, the club tournaments. You yep. know, I mean, you know, I, I'm not saying go fish the NWT on Sault Saint Marie with your you know 16 foot tracker, but really, truly, don't let that hold you back. Go right, out there, exactly. and you know what? If you don't do as good, well, whatever, but but you might just get on them,
1: right? And that's that goes to with everything. I mean, just because you don't have a $300 fishing rod or something like that. I mean, don't let any of that stuff hold you back. Uh, if you truly love it, get out there and chase it. If that's your dream, go all out. What does that old saying say? Uh, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Something like that. Was that so, on the back of a shirt one time? I think I read it on, like, uh, I think the milk carton at school. I don't know, but. Uh, <laughs> Where there's I mean, a
0: will, there's a way. That's what so, we're saying. But I mean,.
1: Go out there and do it. Don't let that stuff be a barrier or a barricade for you to chase your dreams.
0: Yep. Now, here's the next one for, for, you know, me, I've got a boat sitting out in my garage and, you know, granted my life, you know, kind of got a little crazy here over the last month, but, uh, I I find myself making excuses like when I should be out taking my boat out, I should be taking my boat out up to Okaboji, I should be taking my boat over to Pahoya or, you know, just across into South Dakota somewhere. I should be out there kicking ass in my boat. But for some reason I get lazy and I'm like, ah man, it's just so much work to be hooking up my boat and then going and driving over there. I mean, I get off work at 3.15. I could easily go home, hook up my boat and go and get a solid night of fishing in, but I don't. Right. do you ever feel yourself like slipping into that where oh yeah you know you just oh man it's a lot of work to hook that boat up and go somewhere and whatever i mean it's not even the gas money it's it's you know i don't Some, know i sometimes, just get freaking stupid right sometimes like, we, ah.
1: we get it in our heads that it's just like like you said it's just like oh man it's going to take forever to do that and then we, we we talk ourselves out of it and sometimes you're just like the time you do talk yourself into it and you're like you know what i'm going to do it i'm going to go and you do it and you're just like, man, why don't I do this more often? It, right. I mean, it wasn't
0: It that wasn't hard. that hard. Right. And
1: I, I don't know if it's sometimes, if it, it would be different if the lake was, you know, 10 minutes away. Right. Or right. it was right there. Yeah. It's a lot easier too. I mean, and then there's other, you know, aspects of then you're going to get home late and I don't know, sometimes you just do that to yourself, but also you can't beat yourself up about it as well i mean it's it's life sometimes you got to do life too and
0: yep yep here here's here's another deal you know we're getting uh we're in the first part of september now and uh you know I, i feel like when the ice season goes out when the ice finally goes out and it's a little too early to be getting out in the boat and whatnot you know you're you're excited to do this summertime fishing and whatnot and so, you know, you get your rods already, you know, you restring your reels, you, you know, kinda organize your open water tackle and whatnot. I I kinda looked through my boat because my boat sitting in my garage ends up being kind of my storage unit for oh, yeah. for rods and tackle and whatever. And I mean, I have got a mess. I've got a mess. I've got I've got braided l- pole you know poles with braided line on them you know that should have a floral leader on it and you know slowly but surely that that floral is broke off you know once so you know you shorten it up uh you know a foot or whatever and you retie and blah 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 and i mean i've got braided line out there with one and a half foot floral leaders and just like i don't you know it's probably laziness again but you know even in my boat just plastics laying everywhere and you know Just oddball tackle, you know, that I cut off at one point and just threw it up in my boat because I'll put that away later. Are, Are are you that type of person, or are you more of a person that's really organized? I haven't
1: been over to your garage lately. No i I can be both at times. Right now, I'm really organized. Like right now, there's nothing like out in my boat. The battery charger's hooked up. Everything's you know in its bags and everything like that. But I mean. I got back from a trip not well it was beginning of august when we got back so it's been a month and i've only been out once or twice since then so you know it's easy to keep your boat organized when you're not going all the time right in the in in the middle of summer when i'm going quite a bit it can get to be quite a mess and then sometimes you got to be like all right i i got to sit down the day and do that i have rods like you said that with the braid to fluorocarbon leaders that i need to change the fluorocarbon leaders because earlier in the year i didn't have the size line i wanted for my leader poundage so i just put on what i had right but now it's like well i have the leader line and i need to get it on there and if i'm going to fish a tournament it's just like i gotta get it on there but then you end up doing it right before the night right. before and you're up until you know two in the morning or one in the morning getting all your stuff ready to go so. pretty solid if you actually even do it the night before i'm more right. the
0: morning of on the way uh in the boat while you're sitting out there ready for blast off uh, god i am just such a procrastinator i'm not an organized person uh if any of you guys could sit here and see our podcast table uh, I've got a reel over there in front of Matt, a pack of woo tungstens, a uh, pocket knife from my taxidermist, a bunch of 13 cold. plastics, one random cold snap Not too thick that in that box, there's flashlights, a bunch of Midwest Angler podcast, uh, stickers, a couple custom crankbaits. I, oh man, I've, I've gotten better. I, I kinda, I was going you,
1: you haven't bought any new tackle. I've been holding like back the, like the other day. Tackle.
0: I started bidding on one the other day and, uh. I, I had told myself like, Oh, cause it was only going to go for like another hour and a half. And I was like, Oh, I'll remember to, to go back on there and bid again. And I got outbid and I, I forgot to go back onto Facebook or whatever, but that was a sweet one. That was a freaking awesome, awesome crankbait. I don't even know what half these crankbaits do. I, I don't even throw crankbaits, honestly. Like I don't, but it looks cool and I'd never throw it. It'd end up here on the podcast table. So <laughs> yeah, then there's that. But, uh, you know, I guess we've kind of rambled on here for a little while. We do actually even have a guest on today. Uh, we've got Walleye Will Pappenfoos. Uh, yeah. Walleye, walleye will, he, will. Yeah, you don't get a name like that by catching catfish. He, uh, <laughs> he's a walleye he,
1: guy. Even, what, even if he chased catfish, I'm sure he'd catch big ones. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. He catches bigger, big fish. Uh, he's from up in the Bemidji area, I believe, yes. right? Yep. Yep. So, uh no, uh, you you might recognize him. He's on Fish Addictions TV. He's he's got what is it? Eye Candy Guide Service or I can't remember
1: what I cra- Eye Crazy Guide Service. Eye Crazy Guide Service. Like yep. That, so no,
0: whatever, hit it up. Look him up on Facebook. Will Papenfoos. Uh But you yeah,
1: probably, the thing about him too is if you've watched any of the Fish Addictions episodes, usually he's got some pretty memorable moments from catching big lake trout and you know having some good punchlines with the big bluegills and stuff like that. You know. So. Oh yeah. Yep.
0: So, yeah, without further ado, we're going to get over to him. Hey, Will, how's it going? Good, how are you? Not too bad. Yeah. Say, uh, Will, on, on this show, we always like to get started with a couple of random questions, and uh, um, this one will be no different. Uh, will, what's the weirdest anyone has ever pronounced your last name?
2: You know, it's actually, uh, um, for pronouncing it, um, Microsoft Word. Back in the day, back in school, they used to have autocorrect for my name or whatever. <laughs> and the closest they could come up with was Pipefish. <laughs>
1: pipefish? Pipefish. Wow.
2: The worst pronunciation probably was when I was uh, back in high school wrestling. They'd, the, uh, We'd go to like Belgrade or Rosa or something a way, ways, and they'd be like, uh... Popping something, <laughs> like that must be me. Yeah, they're, they're, my
1: my turns. They got me with the one twenty pounders tonight. What's going on?
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm a little a little more than that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so now, when you were young, when you were growing up, what did you want to be?
2: You know, I honestly, just wanted to fish. To be honest, I mean, the best thing that I could think of was, you know, oh, I'm gonna go work retail or something and i'm gonna to want to sell fish and stuff and i'm gonna to want to fish and you know that's kind of what i'm doing and you know i don't know really what else to say other than living the dream right now so yeah
0: for sure well, you can't, <laughs> be, can't beat that
2: no so
0: so what are you sure. doing now
2: uh helping uh, run northwood's bait tackle here in Bemidji, Okay. And okay uh, doing a little guiding on the side
1: okay have you have you guys been seeing like some issues with getting tackle in with this tackle shortages that that's going on or Are you able to keep everything in stock pretty well?
2: It's it's been pretty tough You know, like we have guys but we have guys that come in and say wow You guys have more than shields does in Fargo or you have more than You know Cabela's has or stuff and it's like well, we really don't have anything either So it's like <laughs> I wonder what those stores look like, you know,
1: I know ours down our shields down here It looks pretty bare. I was in there the other day and it was like Wow, they're starting to put ice fishing stuff out just just yeah, because everybody. they had the empty shelves.
2: Yeah, exactly. That's what everybody's been doing. I mean, we've been putting ice stuff or, or ice stuff up already just because we've been getting some in already. So. Yeah,
0: nice. Now, Will, where did you grow up?
2: Grew up down by Pierce, Minnesota. Pierce? Which I guess is up here from there. but.
0: Okay, is that north of Minneapolis or where about are you?
2: I would be so about 45 minutes north of St. Cloud.
0: Okay, okay. Now, uh, what kind of activities were you all involved with uh, through high school?
2: I was with wrestling for a little bit, mostly till eighth grade, and then I joined in eleventh grade for probably half the year, and then mostly football and baseball.
1: Okay, what was your what was your baseball position?
2: You know, I played third base a little bit, but my arm—I mean, it took a little toll trying to huck it over there from third <laughs> base. So I, I ended up just sitting on first base, which yes. was you know kind of kind of the best. You know, I just kind of sat there and. Didn't have to do much, you know. Just cover the bag.
0: That's <laughs> <all> right. <laughs> now, now, how did you end up getting into fishing, Will?
2: You know, my dad always took me out. My grandpa, he uh, ended up buying a boat, probably in 2002, it would have been, and he let us use it whenever we went out. And dad would always take me out, or you know, I ended up moving up to the lake in the summers when I was in, I think, tenth grade, and actually worked at Spirit North Resort on the south side of Leech Lake for I think six or seven years. And, you know, I got to fish every day there and, you know, the NWT came to town one year I was there and that's what I wanted to do was fish tournaments and guide and, you know, I've been kind of doing that ever since.
0: What kind of fish were you chasing back then? Has it always been walleye?
2: Mostly, yeah. I mean, the lake by my house, it had a few walleyes in it, but mostly bass. So I kind of just bass fished most of the time. But uh, once I started going walleye fishing more, I knew I wanted to catch those more than those green carp looking things
0: this interview will end right here right now
1: i I guess walleye will has a better ring to it than bass will i mean i I like like bass will
0: large mouth will Now, uh, fast forward, uh, you know, now you're an experienced tournament angler. Uh, you've filmed TV shows with fish addictions. Uh, you've fished plenty of bodies of water across the upper Midwest. Uh, what's, looking back over, you know, the the fishing career that you've had thus far, uh, what's the most memorable fishing trip, would you say?
2: Honestly, it'd probably be going up to Baker's Nero's Lodge for lake trout. Oh, yeah. I've been wanting to catch a lake trout. For the longest time, and I'd never done it. Finally, got a chance to go up and do it. And the first one I landed ended up being 42 inches. So it was pretty much a game set match there. I was like, "Well, got that out of the way." <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> now it's just kind of everyone I catch. Now is like, "If it's not like you know 36 plus, it's like this is this is small." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everything just looks smaller. Where, you know, guys are like, "Oh, that's a big one," you know.
0: Oh, hell of a problem to it's have. Kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would so, like to have that problem.
2: So I was pretty fortunate enough to go up there and you know pull one out of the hat so it was kind of it and, was awesome moment and,
1: and especially have it on film, right?
2: Yeah, and even mean, get it on TV, that just that just makes it that much sweeter.
1: Right. you but it,
2: made it it just made it that much more pressure though when you have it on you're fighting it for, you know, 15 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. And you're just praying it doesn't pop off.
0: Well, and up there there's a plethora of big fish. There's big walleye, big pike, big everything, correct?
2: Yeah, for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh you know, not, not only just the fishing, but looking back at, at some of the trips that you've taken, uh, what's the most memorable place you've stayed? You know, has it been camping? Has it been a hotel? Like what, you know, outside of just the fishing, what's the most memorable place you've stayed?
2: You know, with Cusco Falls, Brian and his wife do an excellent job up there. You know, they have meals that they can cook for you. Their cabins are super awesome. They're super awesome people. You know, if I was going to go back somewhere, I'd definitely go back there because they are just, just awesome people, and it's an awesome place right next to the falls. I mean, if you don't want to fish, there's plenty of stuff to do there. Yeah, it's probably one of my favorite places.
0: Nice. Now, well, you know, they don't call you walleye will for nothing. Um, you know, the, the, the nights are getting cooler, and fall fishing is here. Uh, tell, tell us some of your tips and strategies uh, going into fall fishing.
2: You know, it's kind of one of those things where – no, they go deep before they go shallow is what I've seen. So, like, starting now, you're going to see fish start pushing out to, you know, deep, like, you know, 25 to even 50-plus feet of water. And, you know, the mortality rate in is not going to be the best, so I don't recommend fishing that deep. But, you know, if you're going to go out and you want to catch one that you're going to keep or something, there's going to be plenty out there. But once it starts dipping to the, I'd say, like, 58, 57-degree range, you're going to see a lot of fish starting to slide up shallow. And that's when they're going to be feeding the best. So what I'd be doing is I'd be looking for the biggest minnows that I could and throw it on a jig and be hucking it up shallow as I
0: could. Yeah. Now, now I saw a video that I think got posted one year ago, like right about here at the beginning of September for Northland Tackle, and uh, you were talking about rigging big minnows. Is that something, is that like what you're talking
2: Yep, for sure. When they're out a little bit deeper yep, you know, you can rig and you can sit on top of them because they they tend to school up pretty good. And uh, you can sit on top of them with the minnow. You don't even have to move. You can just hover right on top of them, drop a minnow in their face, and just hold it there, and they'll eat it. It's one of of my favorite ways to fish because I just know as soon as my minnow freaks out that he's going to get bit. So (laughs) you just see all those fish down there. It's like you're just dropping a minnow into the lion's den. I just sit there and laugh because it's just about to get smoked.
0: What kind of electronics are you running on your boat that you're talking, you know, seeing these fish and, and dropping right on them?
2: I have hummingbird Helix 12s on mine this year. They've been super awesome. The side imaging is just unbelievable for finding fish shallow, and especially like on leech and around here, you know, you're fishing sand flats and under 10 feet of water. So you basically I can just basically drive around, mark different pods of fish, and just chuck them in at them. It's just as easy as that. It's kind of like just about the same as spring fishing. But it seems that they're a little bit more hungry in the fall, for me.
1: How is that new boat working out for you? You uh, went to a Vexus this year, right?
2: Yep, Vexus TVX 22. It's, it's honestly it's one of the best ones I've ridden, in. you know I've ridden in a few Rangers, Lawns. I haven't ridden in the Yardcraft though. I hear a lot of good things about those, but I just it's just I took it up to Lake of the Woods for the AM Championship this last weekend. We ran three miles one way. And day two, well, day one coming back in, there was, you know, four to six footers and you're going with them. Well, you hear guys back at the docks that, you know, filled their boat up because they speared a couple waves or they have stuff hanging off because they hit a wave bad. Well, we never, we never had any of that. And I was pretty impressed, you know, coming in. Well, then going out the next day, you know, you're hitting the gap with four to six footers and, you know, even maybe a rogue seven. I mean, I, I've seen some big waves that day that I've never seen before. And it just was, it was unreal. Wow. It just, it handled all the way through it. Never had a scoop come loose or nothing. I'm pretty impressed.
0: Nice. What do you got for a motor on that?
2: A 400 Verado.
0: 400. That'll scoot. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, that'll get you <laughs> yeah. moving. Yep. Now, now you talked about uh, doing the AIM. Uh, is that the only tournaments that you fished this year?
2: No, I fished a couple different ones. I usually do the freeze your butt off tournament every spring and March, I think first weekend of March every year down on pool four, it's kind of one of those, you know, you're just about getting ready for late ice to start and, you know, you get a, get a little teaser to go out in the boat one weekend before all the ice melts up here, so it's kind of, kind of nice to start with that, and then I fish the MWC usually on casts every year, so I'll be fishing that in a couple of weeks. Uh, last year was on leech, I didn't get to fish it unfortunately, but this year I, uh, sign up for that and then you know kind of the random ones up here in Bemidji once in a while like the Knights of Columbus or you know Northwoods this year we put on our own little derby dash on Lake Bemidji we had I think it was three different single day tournaments then we had one or we have one at the end of the month on the 26th and 27th that's a two-day and we take your best six fish there photo release just so we could follow all the COVID guidelines and everything like that so we were able to have that all summer you know and give some of these local guys around here something to fish since everyone up here is a pretty good stick around here so anybody can win any tournament around here at any time so it was kind of nice to get everybody out and be able to fish
1: you kind of had a, a hot streak going in your uh, club tournaments this year didn't you your week nighters
2: yeah me and uh my buddy steve we we got lucky quite a few nights in a row so it, it panned out and ended up taking that home so that's kind of kind of cool you know you go against some good guys around here so it's, it's kind of just kind of just a breaking race thing but it's kind oh, of yeah. like hey you know we caught, we caught some fish this summer you know
1: yeah, dang right
0: now now you mentioned earlier and i read an article uh online about uh you know your dream being fishing the nwt uh is, is it something right now that you know you're just saving up for that moment or are you trying to get more experience what do you you know what's what's the holdback back right now
2: it's a little bit of both, you know. I'm trying to, you know, get as much under my belt as I can before I make the jump. Uh, money is the biggest issue, you know. You got to have, you know, the right sponsors lined up, and you got to have money to do it. And you know, I'm going to look at a house tonight, so it might, uh, might back it up a little bit. But we'll, uh, we'll see what happens. But yeah, it's, it's, one of those things I'd, I'd love to do, you know. But we'll just, uh, we'll see what the cards are dealt here the next year or two, and see what the schedules look like, and hopefully make the jump sooner or later.
0: Uh, we right hope you do, man. Yeah, for sure. Now, uh, uh, going forward, uh, you know, into fall and winter, Will, uh, what are some of your plans? You got any big trips on the schedule?
2: Um, nothing crazy right now. You know, it, it depends if we can get into Canada or not. You know, because I really like—I'd really love to go back out and try to catch another big lake trout. Last year, I don't think I even got a chance to go out. Um, just because Superior didn't freeze and I just didn't make it over to Grand Rapids to fish some of the mines over there or anything like that. So, you know, that's one big thing on my list right now. I was looking at going up to, would it be, uh, Tobin and Last Mountain to fish with Clayton Chick up there. I don't yeah. know if he oh, have at wow. that. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm still taking up on your offer as soon as we can get across the border. So, we'll <laughs> yeah. see ya. Maybe, we'll see what that, maybe what that he can was. smuggle oh.
1: you across. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
2: that's what I told him. I was going to say, just drive across and tell, or I'll just swim across. Yeah, that
1: might
0: work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Will, uh, I know you're on a tight schedule tonight. Like you said, uh, you got to go and uh, look at a house here pretty soon. But uh, we really appreciate you uh, swinging in and chatting with us, even though uh, it was a little bit shorter. But uh, we'd really like to have you on again sometime and maybe get a little bit more in-depth on some of these walleye techniques.
2: Yeah, for sure. Anytime. Just shoot me a call or a text or whatever. I'm usually usually around, so...
1: Awesome. All right. Thanks, man.
2: You bet. Thank you, guys. See ya.
0: And that was Walleye Will Pappenfoos from up in Bemidji, Minnesota.
1: Yeah. I love that name, Bemidji. Yeah, that's a cool I love name. that name, Walleye Will. Right. Interesting fact. I own Walleye Will's old boat.
0: Oh, my gosh. I was mowing lawn before this, and I even said to myself... I was going to maybe kind of razz him about that boat, like being bad luck or something, even though it's not bad luck, but just, you know, kind of say something about that. I kind of wanted to, uh, I wanted to bring that up and I freaking dropped the ball.
1: That's all right. I should have brought some, I should have said something, mentioned something as well.
0: Well, we kind of, we kind of ran through that interview a little bit fast. Uh, will let us know that he was going to look at a house tonight and, uh, he was, uh, getting, getting supper ready, I think. And, uh, you know we kind of going into these interviews we have uh a little I, I, I jot down on a notepad you know kind of the stuff that we want to touch on or whatever just to kind of have a little bit of law and order to our uh interviews and uh you know as you're going through and he kind of told us you know hey you know can't go too long and you get going and it's like man are we going too fast are we going too slow i kind of want to hit it all and so yeah it it went a little bit faster but uh I do think that we'll have to have Will back on here, oh, you know, sure. uh, sometime, you know, during the ice season. And, and then we've gotten past the whole uh, introduction deal, yeah. so uh, we can just cut right to the chase and talk. Uh, ha- have Will spill all the juice and tell right. us, like, what's his secret to, to being called Walleye
1: Will? Uh, all of his fishing secrets, his workout secret. I mean, he just lost a whole bunch of weight. He Looking has slim and trim and good. Maybe his new nickname will be Workout Will workout will yeah you think he's a keto
0: right. diet guy i don't know we should what, have asked we right. should have asked what the secret is because whatever it is i think he could be selling it because right. I, I i haven't even been friends with will that long on facebook but uh i was kind of before we did this interview i was going through some of his old posts and looking at some old pictures you know to upload with the episode and i'm like god dang, hey, dang old right. boys freaking slender down yeah mean
1: mean walleye catching machine opposite of me <laughs> this
0: covid has not you been su- good
1: you, you suppose he might have did some facebook looking at you and was just like man yeah
0: i took, i put it off and i put it on him
1: <laughs> no i i don't
0: know if it's the hospital cafeteria or what is going on because i you know and, and the crazy thing is like these nurses and whatnot they're like oh man you guys eat at the cafeteria i think it's freaking <laughs> awesome it is so <laughs> good like i load up every single time and i isn't
1: isn't that crazy like how like some people are like that place is absolutely terrible. And people are, and other people are like, what are you talking about? That's awesome.
0: Well, it's kind of like school lunches. Like Mm -hmm. looking back at school lunches, like there were certain people that are like, Oh, everything's disgusting. And I'm like, no, it's pretty good. Like I'm not going to the hospital cafeteria or going to a school hot lunch program thinking that I'm going to get myself a nice ribeye steak (laughs) with hash browns on the side. Like, I mean, I know what I'm probably going to get going into it. And it's not going to be the best meal I've ever had, but I know that.
1: Right. And I think it's pretty good. I think it's, you know, I always like to ask the kids, like, what's their favorite school lunch? In fact, today I was asking a lot of the lower elementary kids when they left the gym what their favorite school lunch was. And some of them surprise me sometimes because I see I see the meal and I'm just like, usually the worst looking meal is the one that they love. Really? Oh, yeah.
0: Chili crispitos exactly. was the worst for me. Those, I they hated them.
1: They love them. I know. Everybody They're always like, does. Chili crispitos. I'm like... The cheese looks like snot. <laughs> oh, I
0: hated chili crispitos. And for those of you that don't know what a chili crispito is, I think they take a tortilla and fill it up with taco meat, and I think they deep fat fry it.
1: Well, yeah, um, they something. just reheat it at the. Sc- I mean, they don't do that all that stuff at the school. They just get it like that in this. They reheated. get it like that and then just heat it up. Right.
0: I don't know. I wasn't for it. Haystacks.
1: Oh yeah, some people. That's a meal right there. Yep.
0: Chicken patty on a bun.
1: Yep. Some of those, uh, I look back like. I compare when I was in school, the meals that we had at school, our school lunches were awesome where I grew up. Really? I mean, oh, a lot of homemade stuff and just, you know, with the low number of kids, they could do that. And I don't know, there's still some things that I I want to go back and know how to make it or just have it one more time because you grew up on that stuff and it was just so good.
0: Well, maybe you can well, you got some you got some uh, nieces and nephews gonna go to school over right there, but right? i
1: think it's not the same cooks those cooks are those gone Those cooks are gone and then it was These just new something. cooks suck it's just something about those ladies that just made it right and, really and we never had to pay for seconds really right we just had to wait till everybody went through and if they had extra stuff you could go up there and get stuff and if you see some of my old pictures from when i was in school you could tell that i was uh i was there a lot
0: <laughs> you enjoyed it huh yeah square pizza did you guys have square we never pizza? had
1: pizza what right we never had pizza you
0: just got done telling me that your school lunches were bomb
1: right but they were but we never like very rarely did i can remember ever having pizza at school so what was your favorite my favorite, oh, we our tacos were really good. They always used to have hard shell tacos and just what they did. But like the sides, like we had... Uh you know, some of the bars that they made and Mm. every once in Mm. a while they put out homemade, uh, tea rolls for Pete's sakes, Matt, it's seven o'clock and I haven't eaten yet. I know. That's why I know. That's why I keep going on. I mean, it was, (sighs) and that was back in the day where they could, they could put out a big bowl of peanuts and if you wanted extra, you wanted something, you could put it on your plate and stuff like now that's almost as, I mean, you put a live peanut out there and in a school, it's like (laughs) you might get arrested. So right, right. (laughs) No, uh,
0: God dang it, what was what the heck was I gonna even talk about?
1: I don't know. I got you distracted with food. No I know kidding. how that goes.
0: Just went off the freaking rails now and
1: I won't talk about any of that barbecue or anything like that. Yeah.
0: So <laughs> Matt, are we gonna get into a
1: bass tournament here? I we're gonna try. There's a there's some coming up here down the pipe. Uh seems like
0: every week in the month of September there's right, there's one up at Okaboji
1: October, so it always it's tough you know this time of year you you got to remind yourself that you're still that there's still awesome fishing going on because all the hunting seasons are opening up so right it's just like right. you know i don't know you got that itch to go out there and whether it's whether it's shooting doves or you know early teal season is open now here in iowa and then a lot of the deer seasons are starting to open up open up uh, early goose season yep has yep. started up in minnesota so
0: <clears throat> yeah Min- minnesota is open for goose now uh I think deer is open in Nebraska, South Dakota, and North Dakota. Right, and that'd it, be that'd be pretty cool. You know, I haven't done as much deer hunting in the last couple of years, but I would really like to go and try to shoot a velvet buck.
1: Yeah, that would be really neat. Way cool, but uh,
0: I don't know what, what. What are you looking forward to hunting season? You got any? Uh, you,
1: nah,
0: goose, nah, duck,
1: not, deer, not pheasant. Pheasant, yeah, yeah I am, that's, you right, know, with that's, that's right. That's right. With, with the dog, I just, you know when i'm sitting in a tree stand sometimes i'm i feel bad like i'm like man i should have her out pheasant hunting but you know i like i enjoy doing it all and i'm gonna try to wait more towards november for the deer hunting this year and then go hit it hard
0: you see a lot of people do that and you know even our buddy ramrod the last couple years you know our season opens bow uh october 1st and, and I feel like ramrod would always do it, and I used to do it during turkey season. I, I used to do it during bow season. You would go, like, October 1st. You had to go that evening, and then you'd go the 2nd and the 3rd and the 4th, and then you'd, you know, skip a couple days, and you'd go the 9th, the 10th, the and the 11th, and whatever. And you get, like, to October 15, and you're so freaking burned out of hunting <laughs> that here comes the rut, and you're still burned out. right. You know, like, I I don't know, even turkey hunting, I I did that a couple years, like, where for two weeks straight, I near went every single day, right right at the beginning, and you're battling a little bit of snow yet, and freezing rain, and everything else, but you gotta be going turkey hunting, and then towards the end of the year, or the end of the season, when you actually should be out there, because, you know, the turkeys are really trying to, you know, find them last hens you're so sick and tired of it and fishing started so
1: right. and then yeah that's you, you we kind of do that with fishing sometimes too you're so amped up about it and then you go you go you go and then all of a sudden you're just like oh man then all of a sudden you kind of go through a lull and then it's like okay i need to get back out and you start going back right
0: out. yeah i think i think that's happened to me even you know uh talking earlier about not getting my boat out and whatnot you know, in the spring when the weather's nice, you know, you got highs, you know, in the, you know, low 80s and whatnot. And, you know, it's pleasant to be out there. <clears throat> and then you get to July and, you know, early August and it's freaking 98 degrees. <laughs> and, you know, you you step out of bed in the morning and you walk out into the garage and it's so freaking hot that you don't even want to be out there. And right. I know it's hard to get yourself talked into going fishing. And, and now we're getting to that time where... I don't know. A guy's got to get back out there. I I don't know. I, I'd like to say I'm going to do some hunting this year, but I probably won't. Maybe, maybe some goose hunting and whatnot, but yeah. I don't know. I'd really like to try to get after a couple fall bites. And, you know, even as much as I hate to say it, maybe even some walleye fishing. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Get a few for the freezer. Yeah, that's right. No, but I'd, I'd probably go after some bass. I'd like to jig some bluegills yet. and yeah. You know, I think like probably eight, 10 episodes ago, I was telling you, man, we got to get out there and catch some catfish.
1: Still haven't got around to it. I haven't gotten it. out there to do no
0: stinking catfishing. And now the river's so, so dang low. That
1: is crazy low. I don't know if I've ever seen it this low.
0: I literally could walk across our whole entire river down an island park that you guys have heard us talk so much about. And I don't think it would ever get over my knees. Right. I mean, you could drive your car down the river.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it is Honestly, low. you could do it. I mean, it, it I sent you crazy. that snap
0: last night. I was dead in the middle of the river.
1: Yep. And you weren't even in the water because you were walking on the rocks.
0: Right. I mean, I did because I had Crocs. Right. Oh. Because yeah. that's a fishing shoe you wouldn't know nothing about.
1: Oh, yeah. I thought I, somebody was saying that there were some Crocs in the river last night. So. What would it take to get you in a set of Crocs? Oh, I don't know. I it's just totally against my nature as a PE teacher I hate the damn things and I think that's why I hate them I'm sure they are comfortable and oh they are I see the functionality of them and stuff like that but it's just like
0: you're no. coming around you are coming oh, no. around yes no, you no, are no, I no, could no, see no, it in your eyes you dirtbag no would you rather go out fishing we're going fishing this next weekend out to Okaboji. would you rather wear a pair of Crocs or a dress I'm just trying to see where I'm just trying to see where you're actually putting these. Like, how low on the cool scale are you putting these? Well,
1: it's supposed to be hot this weekend, so a dress might be kind of cool, you know. Get the air flowing up underneath of you. So, I don't know. See, the problem is you haven't seen how you look in Crocs. So, what? Oh man, the Crocs aren't flattering. It's a good thing you're married already, because if you were wearing Crocs you around that? as as a single man.
0: You were wearing shorts that, up yeah. uh, up on vacation that were freaking twelve inches higher than your kneecap, and you're yeah. going to tell me about? But did you Crocs? see how
1: I could set a hook on the, with those things, man? I can't believe I've been missing out this whole time. Bob Tommy Biffle was onto something. He's onto something with that. With you, those, you don't know nothing about <laughs> nothing. No, I don't know. I like I said, Crocs. I'm sure they, you guys that love them, love them. But have you ever I'm seen cross kicks? I think I've heard of them, yeah.
0: They, like, actually look like a shoe. If any of you guys are still actually with us, because we haven't been <laughs> talking a whole lot of fishing here. But uh, if any of you guys are still listening, look up CrossKicks. C-R-O-S-S-K-I-X. And they're, they're like, the same foam that a Croc is, but they're, they actually look like a shoe. You know, I mean, looking at them from the side, or looking at them from far away, you'd think that they were a pair of Nikes or Asics or whatever. But, you know, where where the tennis shoes have like some mesh and whatnot this has just got a lot of small holes that that kind of looks like a tennis shoe all right and uh you know they I, I think you know they're they're awesome you know if you're gonna be in and out of the water loading boats or whatever you know you you don't got to worry about them getting wet they they clean easy I don't know I'm I'm looking into a pair I'm not saying I'm abandoning crocs by any stretch of the imagination right but I'm looking into a pair no I'll have to look into them too Mm. just not crocs freaking pansy all right matt i got a question for you with with this cooler weather you know i kind of been thinking and whatnot and, and i'm always surfing craigslist and whatnot would you rather get a brand new wheelhouse like say say ice castle core you know what yeti you know the biggest brands out there would you rather get like a a 22 footer that like i mean you could pull in the summer for camping like i mean you could have, you could sleep six, eight guys in there. Like, I mean, a big, nice one, not too big for your pickup. You know, right. I mean, basically the best, big old ice shack, permanent ice shack you could get, or a brand new portable shack, whatever one you want for every year for the rest of your life. i will go with the portable shack.
1: You'd take a new portable shack every yeah. single year. Well, let me no new portable shack. Are you saying like just just new portable shack, or how about can we throw a snowmobile? No, 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 no,
0: no, no. That's no real. Just and a portable, portable shack. shack. Just a portable shack.
1: Now, well, nah, every would...
0: single year, you get yourself a new clam X two hundred, or uh, you know, uh, uh, Eskimo Sierra, or, or is that what you got a Sierra? That's what I have as a Sierra. Yep, yeah. or, or an Otter Lodge, or whatever. Every year, I... you can have that one of that, or a one-time
1: big old ice castle deal. I don't know. I'd probably take the portable one. Would you? Yeah every year because i i don't know if i need a i don't do any like camping with a camper so to say to go do that with the ice castle but you and could I, if you had it right i know but i don't I, i'm just gonna go with the simplistic aspect of it and just take the portable
0: i don't know what i would do I, like a part of me really 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 wants a permanent ice shack like more as a base camp right oh, like yeah. you know you you get out there i'd, I'd like one that's maybe like 12 16 foot long one that you could put a side-by-side in not one that's totally done up like a camper but you know one that you could put a side-by-side or a or a four-wheeler in you could drive out to the lake and then unload it hook up to you know your deal leave your truck at the ramp and and drive out there or whatever load it up with your portable shacks and kind of go out there half chilly going all day long and you know
1: i mean yeah definitely it would be nice to have a permanent shack somewhere i mean it would be cool to have it where you know you can get on a walleye bite at night just hang out with the guys in there and uh it would be cool but are you a cards player no i'm not i'm like the only one in my family that's not like the really? Deitch, the dichers are card players i just never you know like i've said in the past math and me you know thinking that fast with cards all that stuff i just i struggled with it so I, how are you at checkers i'm all right with checkers and chess. You want to bet me twenty dollars on a checkers game right no. now? No, come, come on! on. You, you look freaking pansy. You kind of look like a checker shark. So,
0: been sitting out front of a lot of Cracker Barrels playing <laughs> checkers. <laughs> oh man,
1: that is a, you know that's a good topic for some time Is like talk to some of these people that have the big wheelhouses and what do you do? What wheelhouse you, entertainment?
0: Are you a board games guy? You like Monopoly and whatnot?
1: Mm, not really. I hated them. I know. I'm not a big fan of sitting down and playing board games. No.
0: Because it sucks when it's other people's turn.
1: Right. Like, hey, frustrated. let's get this
0: show on the road here. I like, get frustrated. Yeah. If it,
1: if I'm, I'm the person that, you know, says F it and hits the board and ruins it for everybody. I tell you And the night's what, over.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got a temper. I, I like Farkle. Farkle. Farkler, I, I, I can get down with Farkle. Oh, yeah. Some but, of them are
1: all right. Yeah.
0: Well, I guess uh with that we'll probably uh get to good news stories cuz uh we didn't have a whole lot of fishing to talk about here. Um yeah, whatever. We wanted to talk to Will that, you know, obviously got shortened up a little bit. There's not a ton of fishing going on right now because we did we're just getting through some really hot days. It's starting yep. to cool down and I think we'll be hitting, you know, hitting the water here in the next week or two and For sure. uh finishing up with the tournament. Yeah. We we've we got to
1: finish we got to fish a tournament
0: well no our tournament
1: oh our tournament yeah by the time
0: you guys listen to this on tuesday morning because we're not going to put it out on monday morning because it's labor day boom we've had some pretty solid fish entered in that tournament right and we're starting to get a few more people in it right now uh yeah i don't know i'm 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 excited about it we got a 29 or 28 uh, and three quarters quarters. i think there was a 27 and a quarter or 27 you are catching them yep you can't win it from the couch. That's right. But uh nope, son, there's that. Good news story. Matt, you got any good news story?
1: Um, I like to watch the YouTube videos and I follow this yes. Ben Ben Nowak from out in the like the Great Lakes area. Okay. And uh he put a video on the other day that him and his buddy were out fishing and they were up on this by this uh, big jetty and there was this mom and kid up there fishing. Okay. And where they were fishing it was hard to get to where the fish were you know ben was out there marking a bunch of fish out there so they wheeled up there and maneuvered their boat into the rocks and everything and asked those guys do you want to come out here and fish with us so they got this kid and his mom out there on the boat with them and you know we're talking with them him and his buddy went up on the front deck and let them have the back deck and got him positioned and we're showing the kid the graph and the kid i mean took to it oh yeah they knew who nice. was. they they were like we see some of your videos and stuff like that and the mom and the kids started hammering fish and just really? had, had a blast with it and I, I thought that was pretty cool to go you know go on there and see that and see people do that so yeah what's that channel called do you know i think it's just uh is it the Smallmouth experience or something like small that But just look up ben ben nowak and
0: how do you spell nowak
1: i think it's n w or n o w a k okay he does all kinds of like Smallmouth fishing videos out there on the great lakes and hammers them so
0: maybe that's the guy we need to have on this show right i know i think so we'll
1: get into contact with him
0: yeah i'm thinking i'm thinking uh if if he'll be on we'll try to get him in here in the next couple of weeks maybe we'll ask sure. him
1: about that experience yep so
0: uh my good news story uh honestly i didn't have i i i couldn't even think of a good news story until about uh five minutes before Matt showed up to uh, record this, uh, all of a sudden it popped into my head, but uh, I applied for the clam uh, pro staff and I got on. That's awesome. And uh, I got an email here. I uh, got an email. I don't know if it was the beginning of this week or maybe it was last week. I think it was last week. Uh, I got an email back from uh, um, the pro staff director up there at clam and uh, I got on and, and I'm God dang it. I'm, I'm freaking pumped. I've really wanted this for a while. Um, neither matt nor i if, if you if anyone knows us we're not pro staff whores we're not trying to get as many promo codes as as what we can uh you know we don't just send our name and uh, every single company just seeing who we can get on a pro staff for. um clam is a company that for me personally I've, I've always owned a clam uh shack i've always owned ice armor bibs and uh well i had car hearts or keys or something you know the first couple of years but uh i've since i've actually owned them I've, I've i've owned clam i believe in clam and uh i don't know i was i was pumped to be on i, I love the camaraderie of that group of guys and uh yeah i don't know i'm i'm pumped to be on so uh yeah going forward uh yeah i guess i yeah. can say i'm pumped a million times but that's that and
1: you have been i mean you're being modest about it right now i mean very well deserving and uh can't wait to see where it goes for you yeah i don't know
0: if i'm if i don't know if i'm well deserving you are well, whatever. Matt says I am, so I am. I'm all well deserved. I deserve that crap. <laughs> <laughs> nope, that ain't me. But, huh, yeah, I guess uh, with that, we'll call that an end to episode 89. And then we've got 90. We've officially, we're officially going to hit the 90s and 90. Uh, not too much longer, and we're going to hit the hundy.
1: The big hundo.
0: If any of you guys got some ideas, we're going to have to do something for the hundy. We had talked about having Craig Oiler on and, and kind of reversing roles and having him uh, him do something for us. Maybe we'll make a mega episode and have, you know, multiple guests on and, you know, kind of do a two, three hour episode, you know, that maybe you guys can listen to over a span of a couple of days. Or maybe some of you guys that are such podcast people just freaking knock it out before lunch. I don't know. We'll figure something out. Uh, I think we've got to have a giveaway.
1: Yeah, for you sure. don't get
0: to go to a hundred and not have a giveaway. I should figure out. I wonder, that's got to land somewhere like in November, don't it?
1: Got to be right in there. Yep.
0: Yeah. I think it should be like the beginning of November. Uh, I don't know. If you guys got any real big name people, send us a message and uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll get after it. We will. So with that, that is episode 89. We'll see you next week on the 90s.